At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Yeah, whenever, James. It's, we were just supposed to record at 10. It's now 10.18, so just take the time. <laughs> I love that we're all recording from homes, and we're still late. <laughs> like, James, you're in your office, which is adjacent to your bedroom. <laughs> Sorry, I, I was just... I thought there was honestly, a way to I'm, avoid the I'm busier barking. now. I was trying, Becky's going to come home at some point during this and the bot dogs are going to lose their minds. So just a word of warning, that's going to happen. I think, I'm, I think we just started. I think we've already started. I think the episode's going. <laughs> no, that's, that's not fair because that makes me look bad when we started late because Alex needed an extra couple minutes. Yeah, Alex was 15 minutes late. Then you were three minutes late on top of that. No, I was here 12 minutes early and we were discussing the future of Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. And then I had to step away briefly to try to not interfere with the show later. It didn't work. There's going to be an interference later, but to be to be to be fair, I um I'm to actually forty five. I'm actually forty five minutes early. Well, you did make it eleven, and then you switched it to ten, and then you switched it to ten fifteen. You sound like me. <laughs> Except I'm able to log into my computer within sixty seconds. Speaking of computers, James. Um, yeah. Well, actually, I, yeah. Do you mind if I start this one off? No, I would love for you to. Obviously, the the main the main perp, the main thing we're going to get into today is the <laughs> the game simulation everybody's been doing while they're in, in lockdown. Uh, I mean, there's been some complaints. People are saying it's generally pretty accurate to what real driving or real real life is, but but for the most part, there's some problems. I'm obviously talking about how much risk I've been playing with my friends <laughs> online. Uh-huh. Uh, I've fallen online into risk. a hole. I downloaded it this week. I played six hours of risk this week. That's what you is guys that, are talking like, about. Is that a right? real thing? Hmm? Did you actually play six hours of risk? I played six hours of risk this week, yes. Yeah, no, that's not what we were talking about, bud. We were talking about a... No. Well, James, no. you got some time this weekend if you want to play risk. Well, yeah. Well, here's, here's, here's Saturday about two thirty. People people talk about the inaccuracies of the game, but I mean James not making a five hundred is pretty accurate. <laughs> You're such a jerk. Has this been announced yet? That that you and are, are we are we breaking news here on off track? I have no idea because there's actually been no explanation or communication about any of it. We only found out that they were making people qualify for the race this weekend on like Sunday. We didn't know who was eligible and who wasn't until, like, Tuesday. And uh, here's the best part, though. So they give us this list, and I don't make the cut because I'm not a full-time driver this year, right? So they, they obviously, they cap it at 33 drivers. They give guaranteed spots to full-time competitors. They give guaranteed spots to former 500 winners. and uh, Guaranteed they, spots to, to iRace winners. 
Like, yeah, guys to, who have won races in the iRacing Championships, like <laughs> a, a, a Sage. Right, and Scott McLaughlin. Scott McLaughlin, yeah. So by the time it was all said and done, there was four spots that were not guaranteed. And there was 10 people eligible for those spots. They include myself, Robert Wickens, Spencer Piggott, um, uh, Dalton Kellett, a gentleman by the name of Kyle Bush. You may have heard of him as the most successful driver on four wheels in our generation. Um, and then there was uh, a bunch of guys that, though all, are also professional racing drivers, also spent a tremendous amount of time iRacing. Stephen Wilson, J- uh, James Davison, Scott Speed, and R.C. Enerson. And if you just look at the amount of laps you've turned in iRacing over your, over your lifetime, uh, the top four are the four guys that qualified for the race. So I will get the weekend off. I'm going to sit uh, enjoy maybe a beverage as Alex uh, tries as hard as he can to not punch his television screen. So here's here's the wild part about this, Tim, and I guess our listeners. Uh, so when I found out about this qualifying situation, which I also was not aware of at all, I found out about it yesterday about an hour and a half before it was due to happen. And so I logged on to a session with James to try – I mean, you're looking for hundreds of a second, right? You're yeah. Looking, I mean – hundreds because everyone can go flat around indianapolis on a on a game because there's no fear involved there's no risk so i mean if you crash it's fine right so everyone can do that so then it becomes about these super minute details that make up the lap time and i kid you not we found almost a tenth of or i found almost a tenth of a second just in playing around with the steering wheel control settings like just the, the feedback that it gives. I was still full throttle. I was still doing the same thing. And there was a tenth of a second just in changing the percentage of steering wheel force and damping and that combination. So it's absolutely asinine that this has actually become a measure of, of, of capability. And, and the, so the other, the other funny part, though, the other funny part, though, so Alex was very kind to jump into that session and help start tuning some of that stuff, because up to this point, I had not touched my steering wheel settings, not really knowing that that's kind of what you're supposed to do. And um, he jumped out about an hour before, about a half hour before I had to go to a, a phone call Zoom thing for my actual real life sponsor for real life racing. Because IndyCar didn't actually ask anybody if they had anything planned at 2.30 on, on Wednesday. And they only told us 24 hours before. That's when qualifying was. And I already had something at 2.30 on Tuesday. So there was a practice session before the qualifying. I made it for two practice runs before uh, before qualifying. So we were, we were up against it a little bit. I'm proud of the effort we put forth, Alex. I think we did a good job. I mean, so where did you, Alex, where did you qualify? I didn't have to qualify. I know, but didn't, this was didn't just, you, you still run the qualifying for position, or no? That's that's on Saturday, like so the this, usual the, schedule. This yeah, was they just were to just get in the race. This was a weird kind of reverse bump day where you're just qualifying to get in, and now those guys get to be part of the whole normal program on Saturday. So this is it would have been what? Yeah, and, and here's, correct. Here's another point. Like honestly, like I give IndyCar a lot of credit for a lot of things that they do, but. I feel like this could have been a a pretty good opportunity in a way to like actually capture the intensity of a bump day, right? Had yesterday been televised or at least broadcasted in some short 20 minute, 30 minute, like at least highlight reel something, um, that could have been kind of cool. But for the fact that people like 
you didn't even know what happened. And now James just isn't going to be on the entry list. And yeah, it's no crazy. one's going to know why. Yeah. <laughs> it's, oh, he's just, he's just not doing it this weekend. He just doesn't want to. Which, fair enough. Yeah. Also, <laughs> yeah. I mean, who's to say at this point that you're not going to be a full-time driver this season, too? That's a great point. races are happening. It might be. It always, they, did it, they did it by leader circle cars. So mine's not a leader circle car. What we should have done, if they had told us this with enough time, what we should have done was, like, had Alex run the 29 car and me the 27 car change our liveries, and then he would get in on 500 winning um, um, guaranteed spot, and I would have the leader circle 27 car guaranteed spot. Oh, yeah, yeah. If we just well, entered you, you in the 29 now. car. Well, I mean, they didn't give us enough time to figure... I mean, we weren't even told we are going to have to... Qual- Guys, it's a made-up race. It's in a virtual <laughs> world. Just add six cars. Who cares? Yeah, that's kind of my point. Like, either just add, up the cap, up the cap, it's not because a, who cares? It, or it's why not are you even, doing guaranteed entries? Because who cares? <laughs> it's, it's not even a 500-mile fake race. It's only like a, Mario like a 200... Mario come back in, because Mario done. will a guaranteed entry and just... Let's do it. <laughs> we should get Dario back, Mario back. We should have JPM come back. We have a bunch of guys who could have. AJ's should. probably free. I'm sure he yeah, would I not do AJ, it, though. I don't think AJ... I think AJ and computers gets along even worse than James and computers. <laughs> AJ gets, yeah, AJ gets along with computers as well as AJ gets along with everybody else in the pit. Correct. <laughs> Like, I doubt he even uses a calculator. He's probably still using, like, an abacus. <laughs> That's a great point. It's a great point. I, a great, just sidebarring on that, a great story when um, Darren Manning was driving for Foyt at the Speedway years and years and years ago. He told me the story, Darren did, of, uh, you know, he walks in the garage, and AJ's there, and he's got a, a shock, a damper, in a vice, Right, and then he's pushing his hand down on the other end of the damper, and then he's like, "Yep, yeah, that one's good," and hands it to the engineer to throw on the car. And like that was their shock dyno was AJ's right arm. <laughs> and what's the problem with that? <laughs> no, it's, dude, that's, that's badass. That's cool as hell. I love it. Not uh, very fast, but well. So Alex, you got to do you, you got to do prep work, and then for for any. They're letting you make adjustments to the car, right? No, sir. No? No, that was that was something that was announced on air, but then they changed their mind. So of course, of course. That'll, yep. that'll also confuse people. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, no, I, I, uh, I haven't done really any time um, preparing for my normal racing jobs because I stupidly <laughs> also, I'm kind of glad I did, but still recovering from my guest appearance in the Australian V8 Supercar Series um, that took place yesterday morning. Is that and the one you got a, a trophy in? I did get a trophy. I, I set my alarm for 2.45 in the morning um, to take part in the event, which was pretty brutal, I'll be honest. And, and here's what's, what's crazy. So I was, I was waking up kind of at 4.35 um, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, to kind of get in the group practice sessions and, and practice and, and get laps in and try and find the six seconds of lap time that I was missing. Um, <laughs> and, and, and finally got to a point on, on Tuesday morning, Tuesday midday, where I, I was feeling pretty 
competitive. Like I was top 12, 15, which for me in a supercar, if you have any idea how we did at Bathurst. Yeah, I was going to say, six seconds off the pace, <laughs> like, just picking up where we left off at Bathurst. Exactly. So I, I, was, I was happy with that. I was like, man, we could definitely challenge for top 10s. And, and here's the other thing. It was two different tracks that I had to learn as well. I mean, I didn't have to learn Good the point. tracks, but I had to learn how to, how to get the lap time. We were racing at Montreal and at, and at Watkins Glen. So um, anyways, long story short, Tuesday afternoon, I'm doing some more laps, and my steering wheel literally like failed like it it just turned hard left and locked up and like the whole computer crashed and everything was was game over so i had to then spend like a legitimate two and a half hours finding like the firmware and this is an older wheel finding the firmware and and figuring out how to install it and and getting the calibrations back and doing all of this stuff and i was so fed up with it i was just like screw it and went to bed um and woke up at the 2.45 in the morning, came downstairs, turned on the computer, and realized I had gotten all of the steering wheel working again, but none of the paddle shifters or buttons worked. <laughs> so it was, a, it was a scramble to get that all working. And then I load into the game, and I'm, ba- I'm like, I can't even get within three seconds of my best lap. And it turns out, when that happens, all of your calibrations from the iRacing software go away. So if my like driver coach slash spotter who's in Australia is like on the the group chat with me like scrambling trying to come up with ideas and like just guesswork as to how to get the thing back to some semblance of, of normalcy so that I can like drive again. Well, the first two qualifying sessions like I didn't have anything right, so I qualified in the back. Um, but anyways, we, we figured it out uh, by by race time and, and had had a good couple of races and it was a lot of fun and and uh yeah but it's just it's it's unbelievable that in a time where racing isn't happening and really our lives should be very calm like it's more stressful and chaotic than i think it's ever been well at least you're not getting paid for it (laughs) well that's debatable but yeah well you know what's what's kind of funny to me is there's a lot of this mentality of oh it's i racing it's ridiculous that that would happen but, like, I feel like technical stuff happens like that with your guys' cars all the time. Yeah, we don't have to deal with it. We have teams of people problem. that do that. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's yeah. funny. Like, it's, it's, it's funny you bring that story up, and it's crazy that all that happened at 2.45 in the morning. But the fact that just having the steering wheel working, you were three seconds off your own best time because all the settings weren't quite right. So it just shows that if you don't put in the time and effort to get all the settings on the wheel and the pedals and everything like perfectly calibrated to you and your driving style and that car and that track and whatever, the amount of lap time you can lose is is huge. And just, I mean, even in quarantine, who has the time to do that? Uh, this guy. I have oh, the yeah, time you to do. do that. You definitely <laughs> do. You can look no, you at don't. how much risk I've played and see that I, in fact, have that time. You're homeschooling your daughter. You do not have time to do that. So IndyCar's done this weekend, but we're not done because we still have our uh, Rallycross championship commitments that we're part of. Which I don't even know we're racing this weekend. I haven't even bought the track yet. I have yeah, absolutely no idea. I have not yet done a lap. Uh, I was a little bit busy trying to not qualify for the fake Indy something. Um <laughs> So I haven't done a lap yet either. I think it's actually Lucas Oil Raceway Park. I think that's what I saw in the email. But then we have our group chat. It's nothing to me. Yeah, L O R P. It's down the street from you. It's in Indiana. Oh, it's in Indiana. 
Yeah. Um, it's a little oval, kind of on the west side of the city. Uh, it's also Probably. where they run the drag racing, uh, the, the nationals there. But uh, well, I've been there. Right on the here. track is, yeah, you have been there. The, the track apparently is very difficult. Um, and Good. Good. Yeah, it's probably not going to be as much fun as last week in Sonoma. Well, at least we also won't make the final in that. Well, yeah, yes, exactly. I'm, I'm pretty used to not making the main show in this uh, iRacing world because I think I've only done it once so far. I think my main takeaway from all this iRacing stuff is that Connor Daly should commentate everything. Everything. Like, I, every race, uh, every sporting event, dog shows, uh, White House yeah. presidential briefings, just everything. Eating competitions. <laughs> yeah. Because it's been that's been the most fun is is just watching his Twitch with all you guys on the Discord. Uh, my one complaint: uh, Liza was on the Discord last week. I didn't get an invite. I have to be chatting with people in the uh, in the Correct. Twitch chat. No, 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 no. Liza, what she does is she like helps us out of scenarios when person X gets removed from the server and is texting the organizer and is reminding us of things we have to do and is actually like team mom and bails us out oh see yeah. i would just be there to mess around with you guys and distract correct you know? yeah there's enough of that going on with just the drivers uh liza's the one that because none of us read the emails liza's the one that's like okay guys the first heat is starting in three minutes these two drivers are in it oh cool okay we should go to the grid now <laughs> yeah. uh so yeah I, I can tell alex is starting to take the races a little more seriously because you don't answer every time i call anymore because <laughs> <laughs> you used to just answer like in the middle of turn two that is true i i mean i am trying i am trying a little bit now um the other it's, reason it's funny like i talked to james and and him and i agree on this connor doesn't but james and i definitely agree on this we're not learning anything in terms of like improving our technique or like our driving no. capability but i I have to say, I think our ability to execute like a lap under pressure is is going is gaining capability. Like, yeah, we're getting better at it. Right? It's a great because training tool. It's so difficult to like even keep the the car on the racetrack without crashing or spinning. To go out and qualifying and knowing you have one lap to get it done. And to try and put your best lap together and, and actually and make it work, um, I think when we get back into the real car, it'll become qualifying will become maybe a little bit easier. Well, one I of the hope. things one of the things that's interesting about iRacing is um, they have this they have this uh, feature. I don't even know how to like what to name it, but if you drop it's a like wheel a in the dirt, bar. oh. No, yeah. If you if you drop a wheel in the dirt or if you brush up against a wall, like nothing that would damage the car, even in real life, um, you get what's called a, an X. And if you get an X in qualifying, that lap doesn't count. So it could be as simple as at a road course, just dropping a wheel a tiny bit off a curb into a piece of grass has zero effect on your lap time, zero effect on the car, but it does it does cancel your your lap. So you have to learn where on the racetrack you can and cannot get away with putting a wheel here or there to not get any X's. And so to kind of to Alex's point, to go out, to know you've got one lap to execute the best lap you can without stepping over the limit in even the smallest, most minute way. And in the rallycross racing, to even add to that, you know, rallycross tracks are half on dirt, right? And the more you run on the dirt, the faster it gets. So we're pounding around in practice right before qualifying and the track's getting better and better and better. And then for qualifying, they reset the track. 
So the grip level actually goes down exponentially. We'll lose two seconds off of our 30 or 40 second lap times going into qualifying. So you've been pushing as hard as you can for these fast laps. Then all of a sudden you go out, you've got two laps, you can't drop a wheel anywhere, and you have to understand that you're going to be going, you know, two seconds slower and have a lot less grip. And being able to kind of clock your brain in that way is genuinely very challenging. And I think uh, I think it is a great sort of training exercise in a lot of ways. Connor disagrees because he's driving out of the Connor Daily Technology Center, which I think he got most of his equipment out of a Cracker Jacks box. <laughs> not his fault. Not his why fault. Do, why do they reset the track for qualifying if it if the track has improved? That's a great point because in reality they're not out there remowing the d- dirt, like rethrowing dirt, redirting the track. Right. Like I have no idea, and it's so difficult. Like you, you see the pro guys, and they don't even do the practice session because they don't want their like reference points to get screwed up. So they just won't even turn a lap, and then they'll go out and qualify and just obliterate us. Yeah, it's so embarrassing because we're it's- like quite honestly when the grip goes up. Like me, James, Connor, Chad Reed, Travis, like we're competitive. Like we're not bad. I've led a practice session. James has led a practice session. Like we're there. And then we go to qualifying and like <laughs> miles <laughs> off, miles <laughs> off. Even if like we're like we'll crack the top ten, but it's like the gap, the distance, time wise is just enormous. <laughs> but the racing's a lot of fun, and our Discord channel, which you can listen to on Connor Daly's Twitch stream is outrageously hilarious yeah big fan of that <laughs> twitch.tv slash connor daily 22 check it out check it out donate bits and prime subs i don't know what these words are i just i hear connor talking about it all the time what's a bit a bit's money right it's like a actual bit is money a, though a bit is a penny it's a penny that's too much if for, you give him 100 bits you give him a dollar okay yeah I'm not, that. I'm not doing that to connor because uh, he'll just blow it all you know well, I also don't like the fact that, like, we're obviously adding to the entertainment value of his Twitch streams for those races, but we're not seeing any residual checks from that. Okay, do you want literally <clears throat> literal change? <laughs> yeah. You want residual 12 cents? Yeah. I would love to see the well, friendship dynamic fair, get ruined as, over 26 as, cents. You know, your, your 12 cent residual from Connor's Twitch stream is more than your merchandise our merchandise <laughs> oh it's so good my first my i've got it i think i've got it somewhere in this room actually um my first ever like residual merchandise check <clears throat> so like make it indie car you're a professional racing driver you're like this is so cool and this envelope shows up in the mail at the end of the quarter and i was like i know what this is and i cracked it open it was 88 cents <laughs> honestly seems a little high Wait, <laughs> it does. You didn't, you didn't cash it. I did not cash it. No, I was, I was laughing too hard. I'm like, I'm placking this thing and I'm putting it on my wall, and I haven't done that yet. It's only been ten years. It's cause, but it's because you don't, it's, you didn't want to pay the tax on it. That's also <laughs> true. <laughs> the funny part is, the funny part is, uh, there's some, there was some accountant sitting back at IndyCar that was so furious that their books weren't balanced because there was an 88 cent discrepancy from checks written versus checks cashed. And that then I did, true. I did it again last year because I didn't cash my uh, last row check, so I got a 32 cent check also floating around here somewhere. There's a, there's a oh, bar. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't cash mine either. There you go. There's a bar in the valley in LA near, I think near Warner Brothers where you can bring in a residual check of any value and you can trade it in for a drink. 
just because actors have the same problem where they get like the six cent residual from a commercial that played at two in the morning. Uh, so you should see if, if you can get a drink out of it. There you go. That's, do they like, that's actually awesome. That's really cool. Do, like, act, do they legitimately have to sign the check over and yeah. does the place yeah. actually go cash them? Yep. But that also doesn't seem like a very good business model. Like it's no, no, awesome. think about yeah, it. Yeah, but you go it gets, and you, it you gets do them in one the door. and then you're already You there. don't just have one drink. You know what I mean? I mean, I do. Uh, since when? <laughs> <laughs> who, who am I talking to? There was, a, there was a bar in Prague called Lebowski's where it was just you, you paid whatever you thought was fair. And, I, and did they I, only serve white Russians? They, they were known for their white Russians. But it would be funny because at the beginning of the night, I would like get a drink and I'd pay what was fair. And then I'd just progressively feel guiltier and guiltier like I was shortchanging them. So then by the end of the night, I was paying more for the drinks than I would have had I gone to a normal bar. Smart. So their business model was me being an alcoholic. <laughs> I mean, that, that's usually good at bars. Well, it's a popular um, thing. I mean, we can do kind of a shorter episode. Hazel, didn't you want to ask some questions today? You don't know any questions? All right, you want to say hi to everybody? Hi Hazel. Hi Hazel. Is your, is your dad still being a good teacher? Yeah. <laughs> what uh, yeah, what class what class is he teaching you today? Board games. Board games. Yeah, we're going to learn about the math and Monopoly Junior. I'm going to teach her how to play chess, and I have a surprise card. <laughs> what well, that's is also it? you don't have to see no. if he tells you it's not a surprise. Just uh, let's not get her into risk just yet. <laughs> no, that's for after her bedtime. The, <laughs> oh, what? hang on, wait. Uh, Hazel now says she has a question. Do you remember going to school? Do I remember going to school? I do. Um, James doesn't because that was so long ago oh my uh, God. that I don't think he, he would remember that. But yes, I remember going to school. I, um, I had my favorite, my favorite teachers. Uh, my favorite subject was math. And um, I had no friends. And that's about it. So not much has changed. Pretty much, much the same changed. program you're running now, yeah. That's true, uh, yeah. What was your last year of school, Alex? Like the calendar year? Yeah. Uh, 2011. Okay, so that's that's when you graduated high school? No, he no, went to college. He's my, rare for that's it. That's when I got my degree in college. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot you did that. So say, if you're graduating high school in 2011, I was going to feel old for a second there. <laughs> no, no. I uh, graduated yeah, high fair. school in 2007. Uh, yes, Hazel, I remember school. Uh, I actually went to a lot of schools, but um, I went to I went to four different elementary schools. I went to one school from because he got expelled from all three of them. <laughs> no, no, it's because we moved and because I was gifted, if you must know. So I went from what one happened? school. For, I cheated on the test, obviously. I uh, went from one school from kindergarten to grade three. Then I went to a different school for grade four. Then I went to a different school for grade five to seven. And then I went to a different school for grade eight. So I went to four different elementary schools. So, are the yeah, grades I, I, different in metric or are they just colored weird like your money? <laughs> like third um, grade is green, fourth grade well, they, is blue. They, they, co- they cost a lot less, like our health care. Uh, so... <laughs> That's because that's they don't even want that ridiculous money. That money is wonderful. You can't tell how much money you have in your country. It's just a wad of green. It could be a bunch of ones. could be hundreds. You just don't know. Yeah, if only there was like a big number on it, maybe in four different places on each side. So you got to pull each bill out individually to point. see 
where, you know, I can look at the side of a stack of bills in Canada or for the record, every other country who has different colored money, which is all of them. You're the only ones. You're the I'm only sure ones that say. I'm sure there's somebody you're the else. Only ones with monotone money, and you're the only ones with uh, um, or monochromatic no, no, money. No, the 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 Bahraini dinar is all the same, <laughs> and I know this because I just cashed in all of my spare money to like a currency place. Yeah, and I mailed it all in, and they gave me yeah. like. To be fair, like ten cents on the dollar, but hey, it's better than nothing. Was that from your amazing race money or from F one days? No, from my other life. I remember when I did A one GP. You know, we traveled around a bunch of different countries, and at the end of every weekend, I would just stick whatever leftover local currency I had in a sock drawer. And after like three years yeah. of traveling around with that, I took all that money to a to a bank and cashed it in, and had like a thousand bucks just sitting there in my sock drawer. I had no idea in like twelve different currencies or something. Yeah, Tim, Tim, Tim has the same, but it's probably like six bucks. <laughs> yeah, I, in my backpack, I found a 2000 Icelandic Corona, and I was like, ah, oh, sweet. And then I was like, oh, that's not anything. <laughs> How much is it? I think it, it was like maybe... 20 cents? No, it was, it was like 15 bucks. Ah, that's not bad. Hey, I think, it's I worth think a drink. 1200 Corona is, is $10. Well, there I you know. go. I don't know, somebody correct well, me on that on Twitter. <laughs> I mean, well, we all have 16, the interwebs. It would be 16 bucks if 1200 is 10. See, still likes math, still doesn't have friends. <laughs> and on that bombshell, we will sign off for another episode of Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Congratulating Alex on his V8 Supercars podium, the first thing even resembling success in iRacing for any of us, and wishing you all the best in this weekend's IndyCar, whatever it's called, from with whatever number of laps it is, because uh, it's not real. It's not 200 laps, I know that. Uh, and I'll be uh, yelling at my screen for you, with you, alongside. Thanks so much for listening to Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Keep in contact with us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is at AskOffTrack. Or you can follow us individually. We're at Hinchtown and at Alexander Rossi. If you want to follow Thim, though we have no idea why you would, he's at the Tim Durham. We really need to get that changed to add producer Thim. The music you heard today is by Ryan Dan of Holland Patton Public Library. Off Track with Hinch and Rossi is produced by Tim Durham. And by that I mean Thim. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.